I'm Sonia Schaefer with Simply Charlotte Mason. Welcome to another episode of Your Questions Answered. As usual, my friend and co-worker Laura Pitney is joining me, and here's the question we're going to discuss today. For elementary students, how do you balance all the subjects and still give them plenty of time to play together? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I think what we want to do is let's try to walk through a typical day and talk through what the schedule would be like and add up how much time is involved because there really is a lot of time to play yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But let's add it up and see. So I'm going to give you a calculator so you don't have to do mental math I appreciate right that. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's this misconception that it takes a long, all, all day, yeah. you know, to do these subjects. So I'll be interested to see yeah, the real time if I don't mess up. I'll, well, well, we'll find <laughs> out. Okay. Let's start with, uh, let's say at breakfast, we're going to do scripture memory. That takes okay. five minutes. Got it. And <laughs> good for you. <laughs> and then after that, uh, we're going to sing a hymn. Okay. That usually takes five minutes or less. So let's just round it up to five. We'll be generous with this. After that, they're going to do their chores, which you can count as schoolwork, but you don't have to. Sure. Then we're all going to regather. And if we're talking just elementary students, let's say we've got a first grader, a third grader, and a fifth grader. Just Sounds good. To make it convenient. All right. So we're going to all gather together and do our history. And our history is going to take about 20 minutes, maybe 30, if okay. I get long-winded. So give it 30 just mm -hmm. for wiggle room. Um, after our history, we could do a picture study. Okay. And that usually takes 10 minutes? Yeah, at the most, I would say, for okay. sure. Give it 10 minutes for the picture study. After that, maybe we're going to uh, read our science together. So that would be another 20 minutes or so. I'm doing good over here. All right. I messed up yet. All right. <laughs> and then uh, we might do our poetry. Let's just mm -hmm. review some of the poetry that we've been working on memorizing, mm -hmm. or let's read a new poem. That'll take about five or ten minutes. Okay. We'll do that. Now, at that point, we're going to send the fifth grader to go read on his own mm -hmm. okay. um, some extra history reading sure. that he's going to do by himself, independent work. While that's happening, I'm going to work with the first and third grader. That's right. I had a first and yes, third grader, yes. didn't I? Okay. Yes. All right. The baby's crying, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> first and third grader. We're going to work on our math and language arts because those are the things we have to do individually. So... Um, Let's say I'm going to work with my first grader initially, and we're going to do a reading lesson. Okay. Those are only 10 minutes long. It. 10 minutes for the reading lesson, <laughs> and then maybe we will have him do some extra playtime or work, and we'll discuss that in a moment, okay. while we then are going to move to our third grader and have the third grader practice her reading aloud for about 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Give her 15, sure. We'll be generous. Sure. And then we're going to do her math, and that'll be 20 minutes, a 20-minute math lesson. Now, she's basically done. We're going back to our first grader to do a 20-minute math lesson. So okay. give him 20 minutes as well. All right? Now, they've got free time mm -hmm. until lunch. Okay. After lunch, let's do a nature study, shall we? Mm -hmm. And good. we'll mm -hmm. take what? You want to take an hour? You sure. want to take 30 minutes? How much time do you want to take for nature study? We usually take an hour, just because I don't like to feel rushed. Give it an hour. We'll all do that together, and then 
long about snack time, three o'clock, somewhere in there. We're going to read, um, as they have their snack, I'll read our family read aloud together. So what, 30 minutes yeah. for a chapter? Yeah. At the most? Yeah. If, we're, you know, if we're doing Charles Dickens, it might be longer. Yeah. <laughs> but. So that's a typical day. Okay. How much time have we spent? I have almost four hours. Four hours. Um, and if we started at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. that's yeah. pretty generous. Yeah. Starting at nine, going till 12 is three hours. After that, well, if we did our nature study and reading, we could mm-hmm. stop actually at like 1130, nine right. to 1130. And then after lunch, you'd still have another hour sure. or two. That leaves a lot of time it does. for play. It does. Before supper, between supper and bedtime. Yeah. It should leave a lot of time for play. Right. Now, we didn't mention all subjects that you could possibly do because you don't do all the subjects every day. And that's something important to remember that what we just um, gave as a representation is modeling a typical day, but some of those subjects will rotate in and out. Exactly. You're not going to do science every single day in the elementary years. You're, you're doing, we could swap out too. We did picture study yeah. today in our typical day. Tomorrow we might do music study yeah. instead, but it's still going to just right. take that same time slot. Right. And you're not doing nature study every day right. in the afternoon. You might do a handcraft mm-hmm. one afternoon instead. Yeah. So you can swap things out, but you still should not be dragging it out longer yeah. than the four hours. Right. All right, now let's back up to while I'm working with my first grader, What's my third grader doing? My sixth, my fifth grader. Get it right. Don't you know your own kids? No, I don't. Actually, I don't. They keep changing yeah. their ages. You know, they have birthdays and things. My and don't ask me to re- to remember when their birthdays are either. My fifth grader was reading and doing a written narration. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I would have had to meet with that sure. child as well. Mm-hmm. So that might have added on fifteen minutes to yeah. read their narration. But right. still, we're at four hours. But while we're doing the individual work, the math and the language arts individually, one-on-one, what's the other child doing? That's a great question. Um, what I've done in my, in my home is anytime I'm one-on-one with one of the kids, I know what all the other kids are doing. So if they're the younger ones, I may rotate Mondays, you can get this play box out. Tuesdays, you can get this play box out. So those type of situations, I would consider them still doing school-type activities that are fun, that I would, they would probably consider to be play, but technically they're purposeful activities. So yeah, talk to me about this play box idea. What's in this magic box? Well, it's one of those things where, you know, if your children have access to everything they own at all times, usually you find them getting bored with it or not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when my children were younger, I would say, okay, on Mondays, you can choose from magnets or you can choose from uh, Lincoln Logs. Like, so, yes, those are toys, but I feel like they use really good skills to Absolutely. be creative. They're exploring science yeah. concepts. They're exploring right. geometry and how shapes and, and architecture, if you will. Right. You know, yeah. So even though those were my choice, I felt like it was purposeful for them in that playtime, mm-hmm. if you will. So... Mm-hmm. I would have a list for each day of the week that said, okay, when you finish early or if I'm working with one of the older kids, you can go choose a play box. And so it would still give them the freedom to choose because they like to feel big, but it was things that um, I wanted them to do. And so I think there's a distinction between using 
that structured school time and incorporating purposeful play into it versus saying, we're done, go do whatever you want kind of thing. Yes. So, yeah. which is also good play because they can be creative and play with their siblings and that kind of thing. So, But it can also distract you yes. from focusing on this child who you're doing the math with right. when you're saying, I wonder what they're getting into exactly. and what they're doing. Exactly. So I just, um, I still utilize that time for it to be an investment in that school umbrella, if yes. you will. Yes. So I felt like my kids really enjoyed that playtime and they liked being able to choose one of the two things or maybe three of the things. But um, it just, for me as the teacher, I felt like, we weren't wasting time. Yes, that's a so. good point. We also have the episode we did, I did one a while ago with ideas for independent work yes. that is not busy work. Yes. And so we'll leave a link to that in the show sure. notes in case people yeah. want to, some more ideas as yeah. well. And we'll leave your text number in case they want more <laughs> play box ideas. Sure. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sh- I know that's not a new idea. And mm. I think it goes back to... You know, so many of us are overly blessed with possessions in mm-hmm. our home, almost mm-hmm. to the point that it is debilitating. And so... Yeah, we call it clutter. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> so again, it's thinking, okay, what do I have already that I can pull out of that free access pile mm-hmm. and utilize as a tool for me during their school time hours? And I will consider that purposeful play. Yes. For sure. Yes. Especially in the elementary years that we're talking about. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm looking forward to our Charlotte Mason Together retreat in July. There are still some spots left if you want to join me and other Charlotte Mason speakers for a wonderful time to rest, refresh, and refocus for your best homeschool year yet. Visit simplycm.com slash retreat to secure your spot.